welcome to Intelligence Talks from the research team at Knight Frank. Intelligence Talks brings you the latest insights on property market trends and forecasts, along with expert analysis from industry leaders. I'm Anna Ward, Senior Residential Analyst at Knight Frank. Knight Frank's global network has seen an uptick in inquiries from expats since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But what kind of properties are they looking for and what are their main concerns? Joining me to talk in more detail about this are Kate Everett-Allen, Head of International Residential Research in London. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Good morning, Anna. I'm also joined by Head of Residential for Asia-Pacific, Victoria Garrett in Singapore. Hi, Victoria. Hi. Morning, Anna. And Head of Australia Residential, Shane Harris in Sydney. Hi there, Shane. How are you? Hi, Anna. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, Kate, just to start with you, you've undertaken a survey into expats and their plans in light of COVID-19. Where did the idea for the survey come from? So since lockdown began here in the UK, we've been having regular catch-up calls between our research teams and our agents on the ground. And that's both across Europe and the Caribbean, but also Asia, Australasia and the US. And one of the key themes that started to emerge quite frequently on these calls was the fact that most of our teams were commenting on the increase they were seeing in inquiries from expats. And interestingly, it seemed to mirror the path of the pandemic. Inquiry numbers from expats in Asia strengthened first, then it was Australasia, then Europe, Middle East, before moving on to the UK and the US. And I think given the restrictions that we've had in lockdown and the fact that a large number of our corporate clients and partners were effectively closed at the time we were looking into this, there was no means to actually survey expats themselves. So instead, we asked our network of global prime agents for their views, just to give us some more insight into the types of inquiries that they were receiving and to help us understand a bit more about the locations that expats were targeting and and critically, really, just to help our expat clients themselves. Because although each search is obviously different, if we can understand a little bit more about the motivation behind their search, we can help save the clients some time, but also deliver a bit more of a tailored approach for them. And what would you say were the key findings from the survey? There's a whole host of stats, actually, and the full report is on our Intelligence Lab website. So just to give you a quick summary, 64% of the agents that we polled said that the lockdown had influenced the decision of the expats that they were speaking to when it came to buying a property in their home country. Perhaps most surprising was the fact that despite lockdown, a rural retreat was not the top priority for expats only 14% were looking for a country location. Interestingly, it was the pull of suburbia that was strongest. 43% of agents were saying that expats wanted to be based in the suburbs. And on reflection, we talked about it as a team and we were discussing that that's probably that not, not that surprising. If you think about many of the expats, whilst they're based abroad, they are city-based. So a move to the countryside for some might be considered a little bit of a step too far. So certainly for that middle ground, which enables them to have access to the amenities of the city, you know, restaurants, the cultural attractions, etc., but also the countryside as well, that middle ground. And then one other finding was 71% of expats were looking for an existing or a resale property, with another the other 29 looking at, at new build products. And actually, when we started to drill down into that data, we discovered that quite a large number of those were Asian buyers, which fits with the, the trend that we see with Asian buyers, particularly having that bias towards new build property. And then just finally, in terms of the style of property, 62% were looking for a detached home with some outdoor space, which is sort of mirroring some of the post-lockdown trends that we're seeing here in the UK and across Europe, although it's still difficult to gauge whether that's going to be a lasting development. 
and only 24% were looking at an apartment. But for me, quite interesting, 9% were looking for a ski chalet, which chimes with what some of our Alpine team are seeing. They've seen a number of clients from Australia and also Asia, who originally were French nationals who are working abroad over there. And actually, they've got growing up children based in Europe and choosing the Alps as quite a good location in which to convene and spend some quality time. So a lot of it is mirroring what our agents are seeing on the ground. And if you were just to summarise the key movements of expats across the world, I mean, what would be the major trends there? It's a real mix, actually. So we're seeing UK expats over in China, Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, looking either to buy a base back home or to actually change their current base in the UK to a different part of the country. We're also seeing Australians and New Zealanders who are currently in Europe or Asia and the US looking for a place back home. Plus Canadians in Asia looking back in places like Vancouver and Toronto and also Irish expats in the US. I think what's interesting is that this is definitely a long distance trend. We're not seeing a spike in activity, for example, in terms of intra-European moves. The uptick is definitely focused on those expats who are sort of six to eight hours plus away from their original home. We're seeing a range of motivations. Our survey found that being close to family members was cited by expats as the main reason for their property search, followed by a new job offer, but also in third place, a better healthcare system back home, and in fourth place, their children's educational needs, so a real mix. And currency actually ranked lowest as a key motive for expats, but yet 57% of our agents noted that expats they were dealing with it had cited it as an influencing factor so for expats for example at the moment who are taking a US dollar salary and they're looking to purchase maybe back in the UK or in Australia or New Zealand there's actually a significant currency play compared with just two years ago. Victoria what else can you tell us about Asia Pacific I mean are you seeing any other countries mirror the trend in New Zealand with COVID accelerating the movement inwards and outwards of expats? I'm definitely seeing, and I'm based in Singapore, expats in Singapore who are British, New Zealand, Australian, definitely weighing up what they're looking to do next in terms of where they want to be located. I think the further away people are from home, the more it's made people question during COVID what's important to them. And what came out in the survey is it's being close to family. If you've got ageing parents thinking about wanting to be closer to home to help them, or if you've got children studying, and education is a huge driver for investment of property globally, whether you're buying in Singapore and want to be in the catchment area for the best possible school, or if you're looking to buy abroad close to a private school where your kids are going to be going to be educated, that's a huge pull factor. But we've seen some expats thinking, actually, do I want to be 12 hours away from my children studying back home if they're based in Asia and the children are going to school in the UK? And if this happens again, am I comfortable with that? And that's definitely asking questions about priorities. And that's making people either, we've seen two sides to it. We've seen people who are looking to buy and move now. And we're seeing people who are thinking actually, okay, I'm not moving in the next six to 12 months, but there's a currency opportunity into a number of markets at the moment. We've definitely seen that into Australia. That's been a big pull, as well as lifestyle, a quality of life, and also into the UK. And if I'm going to buy today, I could rent out the property and then move into it in a couple of years' time. So there's sort of two sides to what people are looking at and what they're doing at the moment. And for those that want to move now, realistically, how easy is it for them to move given the travel restrictions? 
So we've started to see people now moving abroad from this month. So I know a number of people who are moving back to Europe. So a number of people are moving back to Europe, to the UK, to France, from Asia, to the US, who have got their flights booked or have already moved. So it is possible to relocate. Shane, what about in Australia? What are you seeing there? Are you seeing a number of expats returning home to Australia currently? We've had huge amounts of inquiry on a lot of listings that we're carrying out of particularly Singapore and Hong Kong. In some cases, around 25% of the inquiries out of those locations, and people are really hungry, not to rush in and buy today, but certainly to understand what's happening in the Australian market across the board. Previously, people would give us a false mobile and maybe a Gmail address. Now they're giving us full details and they're happy to jump on the phone and spend 20 to 30 minutes to really understand what's actually happening on the ground. So whilst we haven't seen huge numbers of sales to expats, we expect that that's going to flow through the next six to 12 months. Kate, touching back on the survey, do you think that expats are essentially looking to return home permanently or does the survey show that they're really more interested in a second home currently? Well, that was the other interesting stat, actually, that 29% of expats are considering a permanent move. 14% were looking just purely as a second home. But the majority, 57%, were looking for what we termed a 50-50 home. So that's those which want to buy a base back home, which they may consider returning to permanently in the long term, but just in the short to medium term, they will use it as a second home. And that kind of backs up what our prime agents are telling us, namely that expats are kind of taking that long view They're thinking about their current career plans and balancing that with family and lifestyle needs and at the same time keeping one eye on tax and also currency shifts as well. Victoria, are you seeing in Asia-Pacific a sort of general interest in out-of-city properties? We've seen that a bit in Europe with people increasingly considering a move out of the city, but is that happening over there as well? So if you live in Singapore, Singapore is very much the garden city of the world and you can be sort of very central living in apartment buildings or you can go slightly further out into houses. What we found in terms of interest is there's still interest in those apartment buildings. It's quite normal to live and have those shared amenities which obviously have been restricted through COVID. What I think we have seen with the whole working from home, living from home environment is actually that it's definitely pushing decision-making in terms of what facilities are important. And I do think we are seeing clients assessing communal areas and saying, actually, is there an opportunity to have a live-work-from-home environment within the condominium that I live in? Or if people live in a house, do I have enough outside space? Do I have a work-from-home environment within my home at the moment? And we're definitely seeing people assessing that with their move currently. Shane, would you say you're seeing similar sorts of trends as well in Australia? I mean, more space clearly must be important, but I mean, is that something that's really picking up? There's certainly been a drive to the parts of Sydney particularly, such as the North Shore, where we have larger blocks, larger homes, plenty of space, good amenity. So a big part of those expat inquiries have been into that market. And also Deb Cullen from our lifestyle division has seen an enormous uptick in people looking to relocate out of Sydney or people buying a holiday home because they now fully understand that probably for the next 18 months, two years, maybe longer, that they won't be able to have their annual overseas holidays. So they're looking to have a holiday home domestically here in Australia. And would either of you, Shane and Victoria, say that currency has been a sort of influencing factor at this time? I don't know, Victoria, if that's something that over in Asia Pacific you're seeing people considering. Definitely. Currency has been a big factor. We very quickly saw through COVID, and we talked about Australia before, and Shane can touch on this a bit more, but especially Australian expats based in Asia or even Asians, and there's a big affinity between people based in China, Hong Kong, Singapore, who have sent their children to study in Australia. 
and have historically invested into Australia, who definitely saw that opportunity of currency. So we saw an awful lot of currency trading going on into Australian dollar and also into sterling. And there's still a lot of that still not deployed, but looking for opportunity. You've seen that too, haven't you, Shane? You say that's probably quite a big driver into your market at the moment from those expat and Asian investors. Absolutely. It's probably eased a little bit now. We're at a low of 54 Australian cents to one US dollar. It's back to about 69, so it's back to some normality. But those people who were quick enough and smart enough to move when the time was right have made some terrific money just on currency alone. And what about price brackets, Victoria? What are you seeing come up most often? So it depends on if someone's buying to live or for investment. I mean, on average, if you're looking at people investing out, probably the average price point, and this is for investment purely not to live in, is really between sort of 750000 to a million sterling. And then if people are looking for their own residences, it tends to push a little bit higher than that on average. And is that specifically for the expat community looking to return home? No, I mean, I, when I talk about investment out, I would say that's more Asian investors who are investing out of Asia into, say, for example, the UK market. So that investor price of 750000 to a million is more Asian investors. If you're looking at an expat who's looking to move home, when we did the survey, we looked at the numbers and it was quite a wide range, but it was sort of over a million pounds starting, probably averaging three to four million in terms of the price bracket that they were looking at for expats to return home. Kate, is there anything else on the pricing data that you thought was interesting to highlight from the survey? Most expats are looking sort of below the $3 million budget, but it's evident in markets like Australia, like Switzerland, and also France, particularly the south of France, budgets are stretching a little bit higher than that. I think families that are wanting a home where their children can stay longer or they can come back to if they have a need to hunker down together again should another spike in the pandemic occur. I think they're willing to stretch that little bit further and extend their budgets and have that sort of luxury of space. And in some markets, they're actually willing to pay a bit more for a waterfront location. We've seen that in the likes of Australia and New Zealand. Just to finish, Victoria, do you have any sort of final words of advice for expats that might be looking at moving home at this time? My advice would be it's really important to get the right advice about where to buy and to make sure that you're being looked after correctly. It's quite difficult this time not being able to travel. So there's some amazing technology that we've brought in to be able to do virtual viewings. And in fact, it's incredible how quickly we as a business and an industry have evolved through COVID for people to be able to view and transact from afar. And obviously, we've seen quite a few transactions going on at all price points. But just to say that Knight Frank has a huge network of agents across the globe and we're here to help support anyone looking to return home into their home country with that search. If you enjoyed this episode of Intelligence Talks, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also make sure to share this episode on social media and check out the show notes for more information. Thank you.